It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. November 8th is just three weeks away. But instead of calling it Election Day, perhaps we should start referring to it as the last day to vote in the 2020 midterm elections. Early voting is already underway in nine states, with others opening up each day between now and October 29th. And debate season is in full swing. Monday night brought us three high-profile showdowns. Let's start in Georgia. Stacey Abrams and Brian Kemp shared the stage with a libertarian candidate for governor, who unfortunately took valuable time from the two who are actually battling it out for the seat. It was, though, for the most part, one of the more substantive debates I've seen so far, but it also had many moments of contention. We are the ones that have been fighting for you when Miss Abrams was not. We were giving tax refunds. We were doing tax cuts. We were suspending the gas tax to help you deal with 40-year high inflation when she was criticizing us. $10.9 billion has been delivered to the state of Georgia through two recent acts at the con- congressional level. And Brian Kemp does not have a plan for making certain that people of color have access to those contracts, access to purchasing. It was only in July of this year that he finally acknowledged that there might be a problem. He has said that we need to study it. I would tell him just cheat off of my paper. I know the answer. We need a governor who actually believes in equity, racial equity, economic equity in the state of Georgia. At the same time, it was matchup number two in Ohio for Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance, who are vying for the open Senate seat being vacated by Rob Portman. This shows how desperate this guy is for political power. I know you've been in office for 20 years, Tim, and I know it's a sweet gig, but you're so desperate not to have a real job that you'll slander me and slander my family. It's disgraceful. Wait, wait, wait. Just breaking in here a second to ask, J.D. Vance believes that being a U.S. senator is not a real job? I wonder what he thinks the job is. Anyway, back to the debate. I think I struck a nerve with this guy. You absolutely he's struck obviously, a nerve. It's sh- he's normal obviously, people, Tim Ryan, JD, when you insult their families, you strike a nerve I didn't, with I didn't normal talk people. About you. I would never talk about your family, J.D. I wasn't raised that way. I would never talk about your family. So right. don't try to spin this because you don't want to talk about the fact that you're with the extremists, and that belief, which is grounded going back decades, led to some crazy dude getting a gun and going to a black grocery store. It's disgusting, and I've never it's, endorsed it's, it. Jay, it's disgusting. You talk about it's it, and you're an running around, you're running around with Marjorie Tim, Taylor Greene. To believe in a border, okay. Tim Ryan thinks that you endorse the Great no, Replacement see, Theory. Not, it's he, unbelievable. This, right, this is what you do. You join Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer calling your own people racist for daring to believe in a border in their own country. This is the game that he plays. And then Utah's incumbent Senator Mike Lee faced off against his opponent, a very impressive independent, Evan McMullen, who went hard on Mike Lee's involvement with Trump's plan to overturn the election. Well, I certainly think it's important that we protect voters' rights and that we protect the peaceful transfer of power, Senator Lee. But for you to talk about the importance of the Electoral College, I think is rich. I think you you know exactly how important it is. And I think you knew how important it was when you sought to urge the White House that had lost an election to find fake electors to overturn the will of the people. Senator Lee, that was the most egregious betrayal of our nation's constitution in its history by a U.S. senator, I believe, and it will be your legacy. So that was Evan McMullen. And true to form for a Republican these days, Mike Lee responded with the equivalent of fake news. Seriously, if they can't explain their actions, they just call everything a lie, which is a lie. I think I disagree with everything my opponent just said, including the words but, and, and the. 
um, who was an information-free, truth-free statement uh, that's uh, something of a record. Look, um, I, th there is absolutely nothing to the idea uh, that I would have ever supported, ever, ever did support the fake electors plot. Nothing. There's not a scintilla of evidence suggesting that, and yet you continue to insist that with a cavalier, reckless disregard for the truth. This is sad. This is troubling. It's also entirely consistent with your adopted political party. Moving along. While Republicans claim that the Democrats are spending taxpayer dollars indiscriminately, they've so far offered zero response to new documents released by the House Oversight Committee on Monday that revealed that the Trump Organization charged Secret Service exorbitant rates, upwards of $1.4 million over four years, to protect the then-president and his family at properties they owned. The rates were as high as $1,185 a night, despite claims by Trump's company that federal employees traveling with him would stay at these properties for free or at cost. Yeah, right. Charging his protective detail for lodging at his properties was a controversial practice when he was in office, and it's continued in his post-presidency because it appears to have been taxpayer-funded. Amazing. Separately, as those same Republicans insist on calling the pandemic a hoax and attacking the officials like Dr. Fauci, who worked tirelessly to keep the nation safe, a House report released Monday also alleges that Donald Trump aides blocked public health officials from providing accurate COVID-19 information during the pandemic. Trump appointees pressured CDC officials to present a more optimistic outlook early in the crisis, believing dire assessments reflected poorly on the former guy, because that's what's important, right? Former CDC Director Robert Redfield, the former top deputy and other health officials said that Trump allies, quote, bullied staff, threatened their jobs and lobbied to rewrite CDC publications to bring them more in line with Trump's views. The report described clashes over issues like a CDC-backed summer 2020 plan to require masks on public and commercial transportation. CDC officials said the policy could have helped curb infections ahead of a winter surge, but Trump officials blocked it. Of course they did. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that donate button.